This is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Call us at 913-576-7610 or tweet us at 610 Sports KC using hashtag AP610. Here's Mike Wicket and Editor-in-Chief at ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. We got a final from Arrowhead Stadium. It is 27-24. In overtime, your Kansas City Chiefs over the Ravens. Uh, Ken Swanson here as well. Pete, a strange up and down, a street fight, a playoff intensity type of game, and the Chiefs win. I think I'm going to be sick. I just got off this roller coaster (laughs) of a game here. I don't want to derate you right now. You should be in a good mood. I'm telling you, I've, I've watched a lot of football with these guys this year. It was the quietest and at times the loudest that our studio has been. And we want to hear from you at 576-7610. Lines are open. You're leaving Arrowhead. 576-7610. Chiefs win now 11-2. Clinch a playoff spot. And that along with a very dramatic way for the New England Patriots to lose. Uh, really in the driver's seat going into Thursday night football again. 576-7610. Uh, th- this was a roller coaster of a football game. I think the big thing here that I'm taking away as I start to think about what this game meant is the hunt thing happened, right? So suddenly you became a team that once again offensively is a little bit under construction as they figure out how this is going to work. You also have an injury to Sammy Watkins, so you're missing a piece there. You're figuring out how to deal with that. Spencer Ware and Tyree Kill go down. You could tell Tyree Kill was a little banged up. That, and they're against the number one defense in the league, and yet I get it. It wasn't pretty at times, but you still found a way to win. That's a big, big-time job by both Patrick Mahomes and this Chiefs team. Patrick Mahomes de- deserves so much credit for this game and what he was able to do and what Tyreek Hill was able to do to help drag this team through serious adversity all game, all day. This was a a brawl. This was an absolute brawl. Straight I don't fight of a, fo- of a football game, man. You're right. I don't know how they're going to... I don't know how they're going to go through Thursday. Thursday is going to be really rough for them, but it doesn't matter because they have positioned themselves so well for the one seed. They are now two games up, and you didn't think that was going to be the case. Five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Yeah, the Chargers will need some help, even if they were able to get the win on Thursday. And because of crazy things happening around the National Football League, we buried the lead a little bit. Miami, with a magical win on a last play, flea flicker type of, type of play. Three laterals on the right. final play from uh, 70 yards out. To beat the New England Patriots down in Miami. The Patriots always seem to struggle in Miami for one reason or another. Dolphins get the win. And then also the Houston Texans going down. They were on a nine-game winning streak. Andrew Luck, you know that name if you're a Chiefs fan. He beats the Texans 24-21. to So not only are the Chiefs in the driver's seat by the one game, but a lot of different things could have happened here. Were you worried about the Chargers maybe having a chance to overtake? And this is such a huge win when it comes to playoff position because now you kind of slam the door into Chargers. The Chargers would need additional help to overtake the division and send the Chiefs to the fifth seed. This is the kind of week where you would expect the Patriots to win, expect the Texans to win, and expect the two, the two missed field goals by the Chiefs to wind up hurting them. And instead, the Chiefs have pulled off a win, Miami's pulled off a miracle, and the Colts have beaten the Texans. And now the Chiefs are in the driver's seat. They, If they take care of business on Thursday and then take care of business in Seattle, Chad Henney's playing in Week 17. Unless Mahomes is sitting at 51 touchdown passes. No. Unless Mahomes is sitting there with a chance to break the record. I want a Super Bowl. I would guess that in that scenario, and this is just me guessing, 
I think they'd bench Mahomes if they didn't need the game. And they should. Uh, Pat Mahomes today, 35 of 53. 53 passes in this ball game to get to 377 passing yards, two touchdowns, the, the one interception. Uh, <laughs> on the ground, Spencer Ware, 15 for 75. He also caught five balls for 54 yards, so 20 touches, over 100 yards for Ware. In that Kareem Hunt role, Travis Kelsey, seven catches for 77 yards in the touchdown. Didn't do a lot in the second half, had a big drop, but Kent mentioned it. Tyreek Hill, you can give your game ball to Pat Mahomes. He probably would have... 14 of them this year. But you have to think about giving your, your game ball to a one-legged Tyreek Hill who at halftime you weren't sure if he was going to come back and play in this ball game. Made one of the biggest catches of the year on that fourth and nine. It was an unbelievable play by Tyreek Hill on a big fourth down conversion. Fourth and nine. They're chasing after him. Mahomes in trouble. Flings it across his body. That play was crazy. You talk about, and I understand what I'm saying here, and and it's fully intentional. You talk about Montana to Rice. You talk about Aikman to Irvin, Manning to Harrison. That is what you might have here with how young both Mahomes and Hill are. And I understand Hill is undersized, but he is Steve freaking Smith reincarnated, and he may even be better. If he's he's like if Steve Smith was faster, which exactly. is really <laughs> impressive. Somehow Tyreek Hill gutted out. Eight receptions and 139 yards. Mm-hmm. 17.4 yards per catch today. Pretty Unbelievable. Impressive. Defense made plays in the second half when they had to. Now, Butker missed the field goal. We'll get into that for sure. But how about the strip sack? How about Justin Houston? Massive play down the stretch. My guy Kent guy was getting on Justin Houston today. And, yeah, and yeah. he finally stepped up. That was the vintage Justin Houston of old. And he, he was unblocked. And you just can't leave Justin Houston unblocked. And so the strip sack was huge. The Chiefs couldn't really take advantage because of the weird Butker miss. There's something weird going on with Harrison Butker. And again, it's called a bad snap, Peter. Yeah, it's called missing well, extra points in extra four point? out of the last I, five games. I'm not I'm not freaking out about Harrison After being Butker perfect. I'm not uh, freaking out about him yet. Final score, 27-24, right to the phones. We will hear from Patrick Mahomes. We will hear from Andy Reid. We will hear from your favorite Kansas City Chiefs. But if you're leaving... Give us a call, 576-7798. Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson, Mike Wickett. We want to hear from you right now. We go out to Anaheim, and we, 576-7610. Thank you, I gave the wrong number. First time out of the gate. I'm Jack. Anyway, we begin with our guy Reggie in Anaheim. Man, 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 man. That that was that was a sweater, man. I, I got a cardio workout watching that game right there, man. <laughs> I got to tell you, Reggie, I don't know if you ever hung out with Kent before, but my man ran at least half a mile in this studio doing laps in the second half of that football game. We're, we're, we're swimming. Hey, we're swimming in Kent's sweat right now. <laughs> hey, when I come to Kansas City on the 29th for the Raider game, man, I'm with you, Kent. That's how I watch games, yep. man. I'm doing jumping jacks. I'm doing push-ups. Uh, this is a tough win, man. You gotta give your you gotta give a major kudos to the defense and the whole team for playing a physical brand of football because Baltimore brings that physicality and Kansas City did not back down one iota, man. We went nose for nose, we went blow to blow with these cats, man. And Patrick Mahomes is Neo, man. Patrick Mahomes is Christ our Lord and football cleats and a Chiefs helmet, man. He is the one, man. He is the one. I waited my whole life for two things. One, to meet the woman of my dreams. Two, 
moved to see a franchise quarterback in Kansas City, and I've accomplished both, man. <laughs> Congratulations. Hats off to Kansas well, City, man. Love y'all. I'll see y'all on the 29th when I get home, baby. See you later, Reggie. Was was that Reggie or was that Chester? No, no, no. This is Chester. What's up, Chester? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Talk about the Jericho Wild. Nobody <laughs> could go in. Nobody could come out. But Ooh. the Wild has to come down. We don't need a tie. You know, we need a win. We need a defense that make the plays they need to play because impacted players impact plays. We need the coaches to coach. We talking about when talking about playoff implications. We talking about hey, just control, control your destiny. Go to your destiny. Play like destined players. Oh, when you talking about King David, a warrior king. Oh, that's Pat, Pat Mahomes. You don't play like King David. I don't care if people talk a lot. No, you talk King David. And watch those Jericho walls come down. A game like this, this is what it's all about, going into overtime, fulfilling time, coming up with the win. Oh, we're looking forward to what? Controlling our destiny. Make a preacher say, ah, Amen. your destiny. God bless you. Keep up the good work. Oh, man, that was extra today. A quick note from Steven Serta, producer for Show and Vern, which you can listen to on weekdays here. Uh, said he saw Cam Irving walking out. He didn't seem to be limping or anything, so that's a good sign for the Chiefs. Again, I'm sure we'll get a little bit more of an update from Andy Reid as that comes out. Right back to the phones. 576-7610. We got lines open for you. Give us a call. Let's go to Dan and KCK. What's up, Dan? Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, Pete. Yeah, the Chiefs are in the driver's seat. Now they're going to get the home field. And what about that hit on Justin Houston knocking out Lamar Jackson like that? Let's take care of the Chargers. Take care of yourself, guys. You the man, Dan. Steve and Mission, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Uh, we are in the big dance, ladies and gentlemen. We are we are in the we are in the playoffs. The driver's seat. We the, the question was answered today: whether we're going to the Super Bowl. Can we can we play a team that'll smack you in the mouth? And can we come back? And can we find? It doesn't matter. Everyone's got aches and pains right now. Everyone's hurting. And it doesn't matter. If we have to play four games from now. We can come back. We can make the. We can make the the counterattack when we get hit. We're going to the Super Bowl. Get God bless you, Kansas City Chiefs. Finally, finally, we're going to have come up when the stakes are big. We've we've gotten. We've turned around that negative mojo where we always choke in the huge. Huge game. Watch. This is going to be the moment where it all where it all turns around because we've got this mentality of being chokers for 20, 25 years, and this is where it all changes. You're the man, Steve. Thank you so much. Five seven six seven six ten. I understand it wasn't a playoff game today, but it was a pivotal game in the playoff race and how you feel about this Chiefs team as a whole. And it it felt. It felt like a playoff atmosphere, and and even further, it felt like that classic game the Kansas City Chiefs were going to lose when a lot of different, unique, weird things happened in the game. And for them to figure out a way to pull it out, and Patrick Mahomes on the two fourth down plays, like to me, man, things feel a lot different in Kansas City. This was setting up to be a very Kansas City afternoon. Right. <laughs> the Dolphins were going to lose on a close one to the Patriots. <laughs> The Colts were going to lose to the Texans, and the Chiefs were going to blow a game on two missed field goals in the cold. And then Patrick Mahomes happened, and he went out and gutted through this thing and found a way to make to get his team a win in big situations. And then the Dolphins come back, and now they have a two they have a two game lead on everyone now. It's it's incredible. They are so well positioned to be the one seed now. A lot of Kansas City sports fans sitting around saying, this doesn't happen to us. 
This doesn't happen to us. Our our luck was in 2015 when when the Royals run happened. This doesn't happen to us. Guess what, Kansas City? It's happening again. And in, and barring injury, I believe that Patrick Mahomes has taken a very sizable lead in the MVP race. Yeah, no, I, I, I believe that. There's no doubt about it. I don't. I think you. I turn in the ballots now. Like it's over. No, hey, I hey, think no. Hey, no. Hey, 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 no, 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 Kent. You would have said the same thing one year ago at this point when Carson Wentz blew his knee out with three weeks to go. Oh, don't even go there. You did. I, I just said barring injury, it's yeah. over. I mean. <laughs> Not you're, you're right. Pete, you you're, jinx about nine things today. You're right when it comes to injury, but if you throw that out the window, yes, it, it there's pa- no question anymore. He, he's going to threaten for the all-time single-season touchdown record on the best team in the league. At that point, there's no question. How many touch? How many touchdown passes does, did he get? Three today. Two. Uh, Mahomes, he got two. Two. He got two. Two. So he's at forty-three. Yep. Does anybody reach forty-three? The rest of the year? Anybody else no. in the league? No one in the league is going to get 43 uh, touchdowns when it's, all kind of, when it's all said and done. Let's hold on. I'm just telling you. Carson Wentz was like, I think he ended up like 10th in the league in touchdown uh, passes last year. Luck's at 32. He's in second. So he's got three games. Uh, to uh, th- what did Luck do today? Mahomes this is, not is pacing. If you look at a two years, one MVP, he'll be pacing for about nine MVPs by the time his career's <laughs> over. I'm here for it. I'm just here for the multiple MVPs. That's all I'm here for. Hey, we deserve it. What did Luck do today? I want to get his numbers right. He threw two, so he's at 34. So he he's needs at, to throw eight touchdown passes. He needs to throw nine touchdown passes to tie Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes in three games. I don't know how. Only, you, I don't know how you look at this and say it's not Mahomes right now. The only way Andrew gets back in this play in, in the MVP mix is if he gets luck, lucky. Five, oh. seven, six. All right, that's the show, folks. God bless it. I mean, I'll be here all. I'll be here all night. We were just I'll talking about night. the Saints. <laughs> we were just talking about the Saints, and you breezed right past that. Come on. Oh night. no! Come on. God, I'm getting replaced. <laughs> this is fun. This used to be my job. Let's go to Logan in Manhattan. How you feel today, Logan? Oh, I feel great, man. Um, I just wanted to say, growing up a K State football fan and a Kansas City Chiefs football fan, how refreshing a Patrick Mahomes can be. And I got a quick question for you. I just wanted your over-under on how many times in his interview Patrick Mahomes says the words, yeah, and I mean. I have no idea, Logan, and you know what? I don't give a rat's ass how many times <laughs> he says, yeah, and I mean. Because, yeah, I mean, so what? If you're a Chiefs fan, the dude could be a complete mute as long as he throws 50 touchdowns this year and wins the MVP. Who cares? He could place. He could replace Meow or now with Meow every <laughs> single on. time, and I wouldn't care. Who cares? He can do what he wants. Who cares? Come on. are we? Is that where we're at now? Uh, is that where we're at? The dude br- drags this team off the carpet after, let's be honest, a pretty bad second half for 12 minutes of the second half and then gets this team back into a position in overtime to win. I mean. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like <laughs> Grover from the Muppets, but you know what? You know what? He might be the best quarterback in NFL history by the time his career is over. Guys, uh, stop picking apart the Kermit voice and the yeah, I mean. You have the best quarterback in football, and he's 23 years old. There's no reason to nitpick. Here's Pat Mahomes on the sideline. Wow, congratulations, Patrick. What a game. We got to go back to before overtime. And those two fourth downs, 75 yards you drive down the field, and then the throw to Tyreek Hill. Just during that drive. What can you say about what was going through your mind, your mentality there to send it to overtime? Yeah, I mean, everybody stepped up. Uh, the offensive line uh, was blocking their tails off on that last drive. Tyreek, uh, Kelsey, everybody was stepping up and, and staying alive, and they made a lot of great plays. And uh, I'm just glad we got to come out here with the win. 
And then to Tyree Kill, not only that play that you just talked about, but in the overtime and just he's hobbling on that one foot right now to for him to come up with so many key plays down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a fighter. I mean, he has a lot of passion. He loves this game. And uh, him on one foot's a lot faster than a lot of guys, so I'll take that any day. <laughs> How difficult, though, was it facing this defense? Uh, I mean, they're good. They're really, really good. Uh, I mean, you don't know until you're out there. I mean, they're fast, and they're, and they're good at every single position, and they have a great scheme. And, uh, I mean, I know this team will make a run at it, and uh, I'm sure they'll be in the playoffs, and uh, we'll get to maybe get to play them again. Well, speaking of the playoffs, you clinched it. Congratulations. Enjoy. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. That's Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Thanks to our friends at CBS. The Chiefs now the third team to clinch a playoff berth, uh, joining the Los Angeles Rams, who, of course, beat the Chiefs and the New Orleans Saints. Saints back-to-back South champions for the first time in team history. There you How go. about that little stat for you? That's you you're just full of nuggets today. That's all okay. it is, you know? 576-7610 is the phone number. Uh, Josh and Bonner Springs. What's up, Josh? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, man. Uh, real quick, I... You know, I, I couldn't agree more with what you guys said when this feels like a different afternoon in Kansas City when we should have lost that game or we could have lost that game in the past. But um, with that, what do you think the extent of the Tyreek Hill injury might be? I mean, we've seen him limping while he's running, limping while he's walking. I think there is no worse time that this injury could have happened in the regular season than on the short week to Thursday. The fact that he played through it is insane. a good sign. Insane. But it's a good sign. You know what I mean? If if he came out of the game today and couldn't continue, you would feel a lot worse about it. I, I feel like if he's playing through it. They also lost if he doesn't come back. They also lose if he doesn't oh, no come doubt. back. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Big difference maker, obviously, in this game. And because he was still on the field, it gives me hope for it maybe not being as serious as, as we think. I guarantee you, almost promise you that Andy Reid calls it a tweak or something, and they'll move on, and he'll be fine uh, by Thursday. There night. was a point in the in the fourth quarter uh, where and where uh, Pete and Kent were going back and forth about what Andy was going to say if this loss happened, if they didn't come out ahead in this football game. But now that that has completely changed, you wonder what the word is going to be from Andy Reid when we hear from Andy coming up momentarily. What it's going to be on that. The injury to Spencer Ware. Did he play in the overtime? Did yeah, Ware get carries in the overtime? Because it felt like it was all on the Williamses, after, especially from the touchdown on. But Ware's injury scared you, and you mentioned Cam Irving left on his own power. Yeah, without Cam, without Cam Irving has had a, a a very good season, and I don't necessarily think you want Jeff Allen in there. I don't think the Chiefs' offensive line as a whole. Uh, is that good? Is that good? But you you need the starters. Like I don't think Jeff Allen right now is necessarily a starter. Maybe anywhere but Kansas City. He was just out there. Let's get Pam in Kansas City up. What's up, Pam? You're on six ten Sports Radio. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Does anybody have a heart left? Uh, it's beating pretty fast. Oh my God, cardiologists are going to make a lot of money after that game. Pam, where'd you watch the game at today? I did not watch it. I listened to the radio side. The oh. radio side. Gotcha. Okay. Well, what'd you think? Uh. I think we have the the quarterback for years to come. And I I'll also say that when uh, Butker mixed, missed those couple of field goals, I was it was all I was had shades of Lynn Elliott in my head. You're drinking like, drinking heavily at that point. Oh God, <laughs> Lynn Elliott and the Colts. That I'll never forget that game. And and he was running out of town on a rail. Yeah. 
True. after that. Well, thank goodness he came back and redeemed himself. Can't believe how many curses she she dropped on that call. <laughs> thank you for the phone call, Pam. Five seven six seven six ten. Fred in Overland Park. What's up, Fred? As far as Patrick and the MVP, my brother's girlfriend's already singing, which of course is the fat lady. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's a done deal. But, but I, I want to do I want to do a couple praises before I talk about the penalties. Okay. I want to praise the defense praise for up. coming through in the end and saving the game. That's what we've we've been waiting for for a while. And I want to praise the offense for making it through all those injuries. My main reason for calling is, and this is on coaching, the stupid penalties. All game, every game on this team have to stop or else in the playoffs we're going to lose over some stupid penalty. Everybody makes mistakes, false starts, etc., but it's just as nonstop with this team. Yeah, there's a lot of, lot of people who are on that. By the way, uh, Chiefs, seven penalties for 53 yards. Ravens, 11 penalties for 112 yards today. But he's got a point. I mean, you, you can't have that happen. This team has been known to make a dumb penalty. Committed dumb penalty here and now. It was it was a relatively clean game from for, them, penalty-wise. There the, was no big back-breaking penalties this week. For the Chiefs. For the Chiefs. For the Chiefs, it was a clean game. For, I mean, Andy Reid addresses the penalties each and every week, and for what it's worth, if there's anything you want to complain about, and I, listen, I, Fred and I have had our differences on this program, but he's correct. I mean, nothing has changed when it comes to the dumb penalties this team makes. Good call, Fred. Appreciate it. 576-7610. If you're leaving Arrowhead, give us a call. Michael is in Kansas City. What's up, Michael? Hey, I just wanted to, you know, I heard you guys talk about Tyreek Hill earlier today, and uh, he he showed me a lot of heart today, which I know he's, he's always had, you know, uh, but he showed me a lot of heart today playing her like that. I know it was quite tough for him, but he got done for us like that. Uh, also, to Houston, shifting the momentum like that. I mean, that was a huge, you know, sad plus, you know, caused fumble and recovered it himself. Like, those are big plays, you know, big-time players, like big-time moves when time comes, you know, and he, he did just that and had off to him and uh, Tyreek mostly for just, just – Going through it, you know, going through the motions and still making it work for us like that. And he did it on one foot, which was the most important thing, or most impressive thing. Michael, thank you for your phone call. Robbie's listening to us in Maryland. What's up, Robbie? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, guys. How's it going? Yep. Um, can we just say that the Chiefs are starting to look like a complete football team now? You had huge contributions from both the offense and the defense in, in what was in uh, for this. Uh, love what you guys do, and uh, shout out to the Nerd Squad. Thanks, yeah, man. there's a nerd squad. Yeah, you got some up. fans there, Ken. Look From at Ryan. that. Look at you. Uh, let's go to Drew, who's listening to us in Utah. What's up, Drew? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, guys. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Thanks, man. We appreciate say, that like, very much. Yeah, I just want to say it's like it's totally different from this year. Like, even when we're down seven, you know, I, I still like have faith in the team. I still feel like we can come back, and I feel like we're never really out of the game as long as 15's there. The only thing is, I'm asking for a friend. Um, so, how do you fix an NFL defense? Do you like draft players, or do you like <laughs> sign them in free agency, or like what's what do you what, what, what do you want to fix, man? Brett Veach tried an all defensive draft, and it has not worked out. <laughs> so far. Um, they, it, it's not something you flip the switch on overnight and absolutely change. They need. Your your scheme has to match your talent, and the people acquiring the talent have to match the vision for that defense. And it, I'll honestly like I we've been having this conversation a lot over on Arrowhead Pride, 
it does not seem like a consistent group of you know the the talent is not matching what's trying to be asked to be done of the talent and the players being acquired just it, it does seem kind of like a, a jumbled mess at times they're gonna have to answer a lot of questions about this defense next offseason because there are still plenty of issues even though they played better i guess today i mean i i don't know what the most necessary change on this chief's defense would have to be personnel wise your front looks pretty good you get to the quarterback there's no doubt i don't know what justin houston's future will be the middle linebacker maybe maybe a second corner obviously if barry is barry that really improves the, the back end the secondary is going to have some issues here um right. uh, moving forward and they have issues still uh the linebacking position is weird because there's been assets invested both financially and draft pick, draft capital wise at the two guys that are playing inside linebacker for the Chiefs right now and they're not going to be off the field they're going to let Anthony Hitchens and Reggie Ragland play through this stuff and they are a big problem and they will continue to be a big problem moving forward I know you just talked about a number of different positions but we have now in my opinion officially entered the time period where the Chiefs defense goes to the goes from the defense without Eric Berry to one with because he should be available next game they should start working him in so my question is okay clearly the defense is still having struggles will it make a huge difference with Berry back in the mix and we start to find out on Thursday night Five seven six seven six ten. Drew, thanks for your phone call, man. We'll go to oh look at this. Kansas City, Oceanside, and also Oregon. We got a lot of calls to get to. We want to hear from you. Chiefs win in overtime. Coming up, you're gonna hear from Andy Reid. You're gonna hear from Patrick Mahomes. More importantly, we want to hear from you. Five seven six seven six ten. The Seventh Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Postgame Show. Big time players make big time plays. Six ten sports radio. What a spot for Griffin to come into. As he heaves it down the field, and it's incomplete, and the Chiefs have won it. Broken up by Kendall Fuller, intended for Willie Sneed right at the first down marker. And Kansas City takes it 27-24. A lot of people breathing a little easier than, say, a half hour ago when that one went down. That's how it sounded on uh, CBS, ArrowheadPride.com, Editor-in-Chief Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson here as well from ArrowheadPride.com, I'm Mike Wickett, 576-7610. We are going to hear from Patrick Mahomes very soon. He's getting ready to come to the microphone, so when he does, we'll have him live right here on 610 Sports Radio. So if we are in the middle of your call and I cut you off, it is by no offense, but I would rather hear from Patrick Mahomes. So let's go to uh, Dalton, who's listening to us here in Kansas City. What's up, Dalton? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, I just want to tell you guys that I love your show. I listen every single day on the way to work. I appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you, man. Couple, couple things to say. On the surface, I mean, can you imagine we have the worst, like, Alex Smith is at the head of things. And this is no slight to him. I love him. I appreciate what he did for us. But on the surface, we had the worst game of the season. The offensive line looked bad. Questionable play calls. Harrison Bucker was missing. He never misses. Down two major offensive weapons. A bad matchup against the Ravens, and we still pulled it off. Outside of Mahomes, I can't think of anybody else that could have done that. Also, Tyreek Hill is a freaking warrior. It's true. Hey, Dalton, thanks, man. Great call. Let's go to Big T, who's out Oceanside, New York. What's up, New York? You're on 610 Sports Radio. How you doing, guys? All right. Fabulous game. Uh, We spent the day in a Chiefs bar in Long Island City, New York. Excellent crowd. Unbelievable atmosphere there. Wonderful barbecue. Chiefs pulled it out. 
you got to give Bob Sutton credit. The defense really played well the last few drives, and Patrick Mahomes grew from the Rams game when he had the pressure on him on that last drive to score the touchdown. You sound uh, awfully familiar. Do you happen to have a son that, that works in Kansas City? Peter, you have a lot of fans. <laughs> <from our> <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> Is this your father calling him? Yeah. Is this your, uh, you know, well, I wish that we had more time to talk more about how bad of a son Pete is. But, oh, wow. But Big big T. Uh, big Pete. I think I think we got it wrong on the. Oh, my bad. Big Pete. How many Chiefs fans do you watch a game with in Oceanside, New York? Uh, we go to a little place in Baldwin, and uh, I have a table reserved there in the establishment. <laughs> you have a table reserved? You're a big baller in Baldwin? They made him oh, put- yeah, Baldwin, New York, for direct TV there for all the football games. I have a table reserved. I call my friend up, it- have the reservation, reserve sign on the table every Sunday. He made them put up a Chiefs pennant last year. You got that much pull? I'm a big time. That's why they call me Big Pete. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hey, thanks big for the Pete phone call. I hey, appreciate you calling in, man. Thank you so much. From the East Coast to the West Coast, let's go to Kyle, who's listening to us online in Oregon. What's up, Kyle? Hey, guys. I don't want to take away from Pete's dad. (laughs) Fun fact, this is Pete's cousin calling us now from Oregon. We have to actually jam the phone line. I don't recognize any other other callers on on, on hold. But, uh, you know, Bob Bob Sutton got to go. He's... His defenses are predictable. It's stale. He doesn't get anything out of his guys. Um, and we have, you know, we have too much talent on the defense to be this bad. We don't have, you know, not high end elite talent everywhere, but, you know, Houston, Ford, Jones, Bailey, Nandi, Daniel, Barry, Fuller, you know, Barry hopefully once he comes back, cross your fingers and say a prayer. Uh, he just, it's too much, too much talent to be this bad. And he just, it, it's time for him to go. We're a Super Bowl caliber team. Hey, let me ask you, with, quick, Kyle. I'm gonna jump in here real yeah. quick. I want to jump in here real quick. You know they held them under 325 total yards, and that is in today's National Football League, including a possession for Baltimore in overtime, right? In in a game when the Ravens ran twice as much as they passed because Lamar Jackson, who I think is gonna be a good quarterback eventually, right. yeah. isn't right now. And so when you can't throw and you know you're gonna run the ball, you know, to a two to one ratio. How is it that it's? I mean, it's a good, it's a good numbers game, but it wasn't a good offense. Let's not, let's not, you know, pretend that this is the Patriots. Let's not pretend that this is the Rams. Let's not pretend that this is Aaron Rodgers for face. But I do, I do have to say, Kyle, the teams you just mentioned, the Patriots and the Rams, both give up a ton of yards. As a matter of fact, the Patriots gave up a ton of yards today to the Miami Dolphins, and the the Rams gave up a ton of yards to these Kansas City Chiefs. The point I'm trying to make to you is you don't have to have a number one elite defense to be great oh, in the don't. National Football I mean, League because the, the, Ravens the Ravens have an, an elite defense, and they're out of the playoff race right now. Ra- Ravens are a game above 500, and they have an elite defense. You don't have to have an elite defense. But, you know, it, this is one of those situations where in a late-game situation, do you trust this defense to get a stop? Uh, they, I, don't, they, I, I, don't, I don't against the Rams. They didn't against the Rams. They didn't against the Patriots. They did twice I mean, today I, against the Ravens. They almost, yeah, but they're on their third-string quarterback who hasn't played a game in, what, four or five years? Like, we don't have to be elite. I'm not asking for elite, but, man, Bob Sutton just, the defense could be better without Bob Sutton. That's all I'm saying. Who do you want to replace him with? 
oh, I don't know, I don't have, go, go to the college, go, you know, go some college coordinator who's young and upcoming or go find some young secondary coach somewhere else. I don't, I don't know enough about that, but I'm just saying it's, it's time for Bob Sutton after six, seven years. It's time for Bob Sutton to go. All right. Hey, Kyle, thanks for the phone call, man. Enjoy the West Coast. I actually kind of agree with Kyle a little bit. I know the game today maybe not have been the best day to do that, uh, to, to be saying that, because I do think they did some good things. This is kind of an abnormal defense and, or offense, and this is not something you're going to see too much the rest of the year, obviously. But at the same time, um, I don't. I'm not a fan of what Bob Sutton's done, his whole body of work this year, and they should absolutely have the conversation about moving on from Bob Sutton after this season because there is plenty of issues to discuss with this team, and one of them is just how inconsistent it is trying to utilize the talent that they have on the field and putting them in bad situations in some other decisions. I don't know why Ron Parker is still on the field, but we we say this every week, so... There's personnel issues too. I, I'm not saying Bob Sutton is free of blame, but he wasn't necess- he wasn't given the best of players, especially in the middle of the field. I don't. Yeah, and I don't. I mean, I don't think this is like the most talented defense in the National Football League. Right. But one thing that we talk a lot about on our podcast, the uh, the AP Laboratory, you can find it on the uh, Art 19 channel. Um, <laughs> shameless shameless, shameless plug. plug. Hashtag shameless plug. Um, is the rigid is how rigid. Bob's defense is and it can put people in bad situations and it doesn't cater to the talent and they, they don't adapt well and they don't have what they need to match what Bob wants to do which is a problem because I right. that's where I don't understand the disconnect between personnel and defense and defense but like there's there's a lot of issues here they're trying to sort through and I don't know if it's if Bob's been the best and, guy to handle this particular group and the weird thing is it's rigid almost by design the right cornerback doesn't move. The left cornerback doesn't really move. And I look at this, and one of the points that I def- I certainly agree with is as you're looking towards this AFC playoffs, home or not, because it's starting to really look like the road to the Super Bowl is going to come through Kansas City. You're starting to really be able to safely say that. I think about Tom Brady. I think about Phillip Rivers. I think about Ben Roethlisberger, Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck, some of those you know, quarterbacks who can be in the playoffs. If they have the final possession of a tied game or a game where the Chiefs are up by three, how confident are you in no. that defense that it, of an offense that could leave the, leave 10 seconds on the clock, five seconds on the clock, even like 35, you have one timeout. I mean, Mahomes, he works magic. Mm-hmm. That's asking a ton, especially in a playoff situation. I, I'm just saying hypothetically, your confidence is very low in that situation. Right. And, I mean, they've been up and down with, with those situations. I mean, they they did some good things against the Rams, obviously. Um, that was a good situation where they stopped the def- they stopped the Rams twice when they needed it. But still, overall total body of work, I'm not sure that the Chiefs should have been in that situation with the Rams either. 576-7610 coming up. We're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes any moment. So if I do cut you off, I still love you. I'll let you finish your call, but we got to hear from the quarterback first. Before we hear from Showtime, let's go to you in Kansas City. What's up, you? What's going on, gentlemen? How you doing? All right. Um, uh, this defense, of course, that's going to be the talk of the town, obviously. But um, I'm trying to figure out. I want to know from you guys, who are you all looking to in the draft? I know we still have playoffs to go, and I know I shouldn't be looking that way because we have a winning record and we clinched the playoffs. But if you're talking about drafting right now, who would you be looking at? Can't. I- 
Go ahead, bud. It's always draft season. I'm working on stuff on the back end behind the, the scenes. But draft analyst at ArrowheadPride.com, <laughs> Ken Swanson. Can, wait a minute. We're on a radio show right now with the one, one seed in the AFC, and we're about to talk draft. It's, I, I'm I, not going to talk what? about players, but I, they should go look. They should go look and find another edge rusher. They should. All find right, cut, another stop, defense. Stop. Stop. No, corner stop, safety. Stop. 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 <laughs> Defensive line. <laughs> we'll address this later. Let's you hear from Pat Mahomes. In, in the position where you can go win a football game or, or go tie to, to win it, and so. Uh, it, I mean, it was a crazy play. I thought the offensive line gave me a ton of time, and I extended the play, and Tyree came back to the ball and made a, and made a great play. And uh, we ended up finishing the drive and getting that touchdown and uh, getting overtime and winning the game. It was supposed to be a pass that went to the left, and so Tyreek was kind of the clear, the out, out, kind of clearing out. And so when I scrambled to the right, I knew I didn't have a lot of guys back there. And uh, luckily, he just kind of worked back to me, and I saw him. And when it's fourth down, you got you got to give it a chance. And so I just put it out there. And like I said, I mean, he came back to the ball in front of I think it was Weddle, and then got and made a great catch. Uh, it might have been Mosley actually, and made a great catch. And so, uh, it, it, I mean. Those plays, you got to have guys uh, that are on the same page. You have to have the offensive line I'm blocking their tail off. Yeah, I mean, first off, he's a fighter. Uh, I mean, he he loves this game. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was he was hobbled, but I mean, I think that's you've seen this whole season that it's not just speed now. I mean, it's it's really his route running, and he he, he knows how to get himself open without speed. And uh, I mean, he's still I mean, he's still fast as I'll get out. But uh, he, he just being able to get himself open whenever he's a, a little bit more limited in that situation. Uh, I mean, it's it's a special thing. And uh, I mean, I thought a lot of the guys stepped up whenever he was kind of in and out of the lineup. Yeah, well, I knew it was a cover zero. Uh, I was trying to get him with the cadence, and I actually got us. Uh, but uh, it we, we had a good play on, actually, that I, I really liked in that situation uh, where I was going to get the ball to Kels, and I was positive he was going to win that that, that uh, matchup. Uh, but, yeah, they, we went to the fourth and nine. They played more coverage. And, uh, I mean, like I said, the offensive line blocked well and gave me enough time to extend the play and uh, complete the ball. Yeah, I mean, these are the best wins. I mean, when you have to battle, I mean, you trade blows with somebody. I mean, that's a great football team, a physical football team, and has a lot of talent. And so when you trade blows with a team like that and you come out with a win in the end, uh, I mean, those are the wins that you remember. Those are the wins that uh, really satisfy you the most. Yeah, I mean, this defense, I mean, they're, they're, they're really good. They're the real deal. Uh, they did a lot of different things. If it was cover zero or for these exotic blitzes, and and they really mixed it up. I mean, it's like it's a different coverage every single play. And I mean, when you're, I won't say you're a young quarterback. Uh, you, I hadn't seen some of those things they were doing, and I thought I'd try to go out there and make some plays whenever I could. And uh, we knew that you weren't going to score every single drive. I mean, that we knew that's the expectation every time we go out there. But you can't get uh, frustrated. And uh, I thought I just try to stay within the game plan. And uh, luckily, we came out the win in the end. What say, say one time? I think it was it was kind of that mixture of both. They didn't want me to be comfortable. They didn't want me to to know exactly what was coming every single play. I feel like sometimes they rush to get to me and try to get the sack and stuff like that. And then sometimes they try to just close in the pocket and just keep me within the pocket. So I, I think they they had a good game plan that they were going to try to mix it up and, and change it up. And uh, 
it's it's easier said than done when you do that on defense because uh, you have to have the veteran guys and the talent to be able to execute every single call. Yeah, you said that after Harrison missed those field goals, some teammates were coming up to him encouraging him so that, you know, kind of give him that boost going into overtime. Were you one of those guys that went up and said anything to him? I, I actually didn't say anything to him this time. I mean, he knows, I mean, just from our relationship being rookies together last year, I mean, he knows I have ultimate trust in him. And, I mean, he bounced back and hit it in overtime like it was nothing. And so, I mean, he, he, he missed the field goal on this team. We're about picking each other up. And, uh, the, when I, I mean, offense, we struggled in the second half. Defense kind of picked us up and kept us in the ball game. And that's just how we roll. And that's how you win football games in this league. A couple more. With, the, with all the hits that you did take advantage, physical that game was, you know, what's the challenge with bouncing back and coming back to Thursday night? Yeah, I mean, it's always a challenge playing on Thursday nights. But, I mean, we're, we're playing a really, really good football team in the Chargers. And, uh, like, I mean, every football game you're going to be sore a little bit after the game. Uh, but uh, we're gonna, now we're going to get right back in there and start preparing for a, another really, really good defense with uh, really good pass rushers and uh, uh, secondary play. Did you know when it was I knew it had a chance. I knew Tyreek was going to have to do what he did. I knew I could, it didn't over, sell over the linebacker. It was kind of that one he had to come back and get. And, uh, I mean, I always say he's like – He'd be the best center fielder of all time because of the way he tracks the ball. And so he, he knew, and he, he stepped in front of the guy and made a great catch and then uh, made a great run after the catch. Do you almost feel more comfortable on the run? Like if you throw to Spencer, you throw to Tyreek, and then the Nolan pass to Robinson all kind of straightened out of the pocket. Is that almost like make you feel more comfortable doing that? Uh, I mean, I'm definitely comfortable with it, I'm, but I'm definitely more comfortable when it's on time and you can just kind of set your feet and make the throw. Uh, that's when you can really – show off the accuracy and of, of what, what you got to do to be a great quarterback in this league. I mean, I definitely have built that comfortability with moving left or right, and these guys are extending plays and getting themselves open. So, I mean, I'll, I'll do that whenever the opportunity shows itself. But uh, if I could throw it on time, I'd rather do that. All right, thank you. Patrick Mahomes, uh, after today's 27-24 win for your Kansas City Chiefs in overtime over the Baltimore Ravens, 576-7610. We'll get to everybody that is on hold Nate, Double J, we'll take a quick timeout. More from inside the Chiefs locker room. Coming up, you're going to hear from Andy Reid, also D Ford, Travis Kelsey. We got more coming your way. Plus, we'll go inside that Ravens locker room next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big time players make big time plays. 610 Sports Radio. And it is good. Almost overcompensated for the misses to the right. And he found it about a yard in on the left upright. Yeah, that field goal would be the difference in the overtime. Chiefs with the win over the Ravens, 27-24. Jim Nance on CBS with the play-by-play. Arrowheadpride.com. Uh, Editor-in-Chief Pete Sweeney, Ken Swanson in studio. I'm Mike Wickett. We are taking your phone calls. We're going to hear from Andy Reid any second here. 576-7610 is the phone number. Uh, let's go to Nate in Lenexa while we wait on the head coach. Nate, what's up? You're on 610 Sports Radio. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yep. Um, great game, great finish. Um, i got a question for you guys, but I just want to tee it up by saying um, – our quarterback never ceases to amaze me. I mean, you have a third and 19 completed for a first down and two fourth down completions on the last drive. You know, the degree of difficulty is an 11. And so my question is, you know, are these kind of plays, are these things that we should come to expect with Mahomes? I mean, is this sustainable? 
long term? The answer is yes, which is <laughs> it almost doesn't do it justice. This is absurd what you're experiencing. And I actually, Wicked, I do have a question for you. Yeah. You've grown up watching Aaron Rodgers. I've covered Aaron Rodgers professionally and as a fan. So, I mean, what Mahomes is doing, is it Aaron Rodgers-esque? Did, I mean, has Aaron Rodgers ever had a season as with as many highlights as this? I don't think so because the league is so different. I mean, the, the, right. the, the, the situation, I have heard some ridiculous comparisons to Patrick Mahomes. I heard somebody this week compare him to Joe Montana. And I thought, are you insane? <laughs> I mean, of all the comparisons you're going to make to Patrick Mahomes, somebody compared him to Joe Montana. Uh, the only thing he has in common with Joe Montana is he reads the Matrix like Neo. <laughs> That's it. I mean, there's a real good shot, Kent, that you could outrun Joe Montana in his prime. All right? Yeah. Dude wasn't fast. I'm fast, though. Joe yeah. Montana yeah. doesn't have the strongest arm even in team history, much less potentially in National Football League history. He was incredibly accurate, which we're seeing early signs that Mahomes is accurate. But what the closest comparison to make to Mahomes is Aaron Rodgers, a guy that when the play yeah. breaks down and his suspect offensive line faces a crazy pass rush, just like the Packers have for the last almost decade and a half, he, he gets out of the pocket and creates plays. He sees the matrix. He read re, matrix. I, he reads the blitz. That's the only comparable comparison that I make to Patrick Mahomes. I think people compare him to Montana because of Moxie. But I look at him and I watch his game, and the reason why I, I, I sort of disagree with you because the cl- the closest comparison is Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but it's I think he's got a brand of football that is so new when you add in the no look passes and just he looks like the most accurate on the run thrower in NFL history. I just think he's in his own category, which is unreal to say this early, but I, you you don't really see any signs of it stopping. Here's what's interesting about that comp. Aaron Rodgers was on the bench at 23 years old. Yeah, he was. And yeah. And I think what you're seeing from Mahomes is he has grown up so fast and he continues to grow up so fast, which is why everything is on the table for this kid's career. It's because he continues to answer the bell whenever his team needs it and he keeps to keeps rising above the wildest of expectations. No one in their right mind was predicting 43 touchdowns in 13 no. games from this kid. No. And he's just continuing to push the limits of what we all think is possible for a 23-year-old quarterback, and it's absurd. I can't even process it still. If, if you're not comparing Patrick Mahomes to a quarterback who can pick up 12 yards on a third and long, you're not comparing Patrick Mahomes to the correct quarterback. Because right. Peyton Manning wasn't getting you 12 yards. Tom Brady's not getting you 12 yards. Joe Montana's not getting you 12 yards. I mean, you want to go into the, the, the Elway category because of the rocket arm and the ability to move. I'll listen to that. Steve Young could do a lot of that. Okay. But but he, the closest thing is Aaron Rodgers. So, Nate, thanks for the phone call, man. Double J, what's up? You're on the 610 Sports Radio. Hey, not much, guys. Uh, I just want to say, what a game today, uh, Kudos to the defense for uh, stepping up in some key situations today, some big key situations today when they needed to. I mean, it just was a great game to watch. You know, it's funny. And uh, that's a great win, and it's going to make us even better going into the playoffs, especially against a defense like the Ravens. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Listen off the air. Go Chiefs. Double J, thanks, man. It's so funny. We can go from call to call. You guys have been listening. 
we could have one call, like our guy Kyle out in Oregon, who was saying, Bob Sutton's got to go. Right. We can take a call from Double J or Big Pete, <laughs> and both of them are giving props to Bob Sutton. I actually, before the season started in the first couple of weeks, it was this t- defense is atrocious. I have more confidence now in this defense after watching them in 14 weeks than I ever have. And I, and I don't care if it was just Baltimore with their weird offense and, you know, unproven quarterback. What did you say last week, though, against Oakland? A terrible, awful, horrible football team. Last, what was your feeling? Last week was an incredible outlier regardless okay. of what happens. Be- because of the Kareem Hunt yeah. situation on the road, it's Raiders week, the psychological impact of Kareem Hunt being in that game. I, I think that a 15-and-a-half-point road spread against your number one rival is an insult. And that 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 game, you you forget sometimes that NFL players are people too, and they're yeah. they're impacted by this. And for me, that's almost like as crisis a situation as you as you get. And to pull out a victory against anyone, especially in division. I mean, I, I remember a couple of years ago the Raiders were zero and ten with a pretty good Chiefs team, and they ended up winning that game. Yeah. So to me, any any division game, and then for also for me when it comes to Bob Sutton, the thing that I struggle with in Kansas City, and I see it in. Social media, I hear it on this radio station, on different programs, things like that. People are quick to get on him when the defense struggles. But then when there's moments where you have two players, two young players who have 10 sacks apiece, Chris Jones is coming into his own. No one ever gives him credit for the good things. No. And that, to me, just seems like a disconnect and unfair. I will give him credit for that pressure at the end of the game to get that strip sack because right. that was a fantastic call. And he does deserve credit for that against, you know, Lamar. I mean, and, and it, like there's other things too. Like Marcus Peters thrived in his system and is now looked garbage. like look from afar looked like trash. Like there's he just and it's just always bad and it just seems unfair like because the Chiefs lost in that Tennessee game, he became the scapegoat and now anytime there's any problems in a game it just seems like the Chiefs fans have stuck with that. And don't get me wrong. It's not like he's perfect, but I think he just takes a little more heat than he deserves. Five seven six seven six ten. Neil in Lone Jack. What's up? Hey, fellas. Um, I'll be a good boy today, I promise. Um, <laughs> no, no, no swearing this time, Neil. <laughs> yeah, no, not on the radio. Now, I have an airhead. That's a different story. But, um, <laughs> can I go back to last week? Is that okay? I mean... Sure, if you really find it necessary, whatever. It's your show. I do, I do, because I really wanted to get that off my chest. I was, I was. You know, a game they won uh, after Kareem Hunt. Yeah, yeah. You guys posed the question last week. You know, after the Raider game, are you in a good mood after this win? And I slipped up. Um, Yeah. What I wanted to say, what I wanted to say was, since last Friday, I was in a crappy mood. Okay, and (laughs) and I was in a crappy mood all weekend (laughs) because of it. And it took me, I didn't call all weekend because I wanted to like really try to wait to see what my final thoughts were about the whole thing. And I finally got my final thoughts and then I slipped up and I felt bad because that's, I mean, it just shows how important and how upset I was about the whole thing. You know, um, and the thing is, my bottom, bottom line is my, my final opinion on it is I think, Sean, first of all, Sean Barber, I don't know if you're there today, but uh, I appreciate your attitude last week about turning the page, and and you you mentioned how Andy Reid was you know had, it was smart that Andy Reid was was just moving on and talking about the Raider game and not talking about anything else, and you got to concentrate and keep your team focused. And I think I got to give props for that, and thank you, Sean Barber, because you know without your positivity, I don't think I could have handled it. You know, you were like one of the 
things that was keeping my sanity a little bit last week. Um, but what, what it comes down to the final, my final thought on the whole thing was, I think I can believe that Andy and Clark didn't know in February or March about Kareem Hunt, but I feel like they should have, I feel like they have a responsibility to not just the team and themselves, but the fans as well to have known. I mean, and they, they had to have known about the table that he had at the bar down in power and light, you know, with the incident that happened after the Tennessee loss, when we lost in the playoffs last year, they had to have known about that. So they had to have known all this stuff. And if, if they had, if they knew about that, then they should have done more investigation and found out about what was going on with Kareem and found that video. And if they had, the thing that bothers me more than anything else about the whole situation, if they had known, then they could have nipped it in the bud back in February, March, and they could have drafted somebody in April. Now I like Spencer Ware, but he's no Kareem. Everybody agrees with that. And I don't necessarily think that they could have drafted somebody as good as Kareem because the kid is phenomenally talented, but they still, I think they could have drafted somebody in between a Spencer Ware and a Kareem. And anyway, thank you guys for letting me ramble on about that. I appreciate it. No, no problem, Neil. Thanks for calling back, man. And, and Barbara's not here. He'll be back uh, in two weeks. He's currently at a Baker Mayfield autograph sign. No. Which, <laughs> which you know, he's easy. You, know you know how he feels about Baker he's Mayfield. At a, he's at a Baker Mayfield autograph signing. He took a last-minute flight to Cleveland after the game. He wanted to be there to get Baker's autograph. He's a big fan of the... The, the Heisman Trophy and first-round pick. He was going to get uh, jerseys for all of us. He wanted mm. to know what your size I, was. Sorry, I forgot I wore, to ask. I wore a 42. Okay. All right. So, I'll let yeah. him know. Make you guys, sure, you guys sure wake Sean up, knows that. You guys wake up feeling dangerous today? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I, I'm not – look, I'm a Baker fan. I'm not a Baker fan like Sean Barber is a Baker <laughs> Neil, thank you for your phone call, man. Let's get Don up before we hear from head coach Andy Reid. What's up, Don? Go ahead, bud. Oh, not a whole lot. Of, yeah, I, I thought today's game was probably uh, – you know, offensively, probably the worst game of the year. But uh, Tyree Kill was limping later on in the game, and I thought I'd seen him get hurt earlier in the game. Could you comment on that, any? Yeah, his his wrist got slammed early, and everybody thought that was going to be huge. Then he came back in not too long, and then he goes to the locker room at halftime with his shoe off. Our own Allie Trost was with the players in the locker room, and without hesitation, Tyreek Hill answered yes when he when people wanted to know is he going to play on Thursday night. So it's it seems like signs are that he's fine. Let's uh, we're going to hear from Tyreek Hill in just a bit. So Don, thank you for your phone call, man. Five seven six seven six ten. We got wide open phone lines. If you're leaving Arrowhead, if you're done tailgating after the win, give us a call. Five seven six seven six ten. Let's go to the locker room now and hear from head coach Andy Reid. All right. Um, as far as the injuries go. Uh, Cam Irving um, hurt his right knee, had to come out of the game, and then uh, Spencer Ware uh, tweaked his hamstring a little bit. We'll just have to see how both of those go. Um, all in all, listen, it was a heck of a football game. Proud of our guys for the job that they did. I thought they came out and played aggressive, and uh, there's some great, great individual efforts uh, down the stretch. Um, none bigger than Justin Houston's strip of the ball and, and uh, recovery of the fumble. Um, uh, Kelsey, Tyreek, Patrick on the offensive side. I mean, I can go off and name a bunch of guys. One thing that the guys did, the, mo the thing I'm most proud of, the resiliency of the group, uh, the highs and lows, ebb and flows of the game. Uh, nobody was hanging their head. Everybody came out and they, they remained positive and, and uh, 
kept themselves in attack mode, which on both sides of the ball and special teams, uh, Bucker at the end ended up being the hero. So everybody was uh, looking at him like, I missed two kicks, and then he comes back and he's the man. So, um, but there, there's a lesson there because our players, I saw our players going up to him saying, just hang in there, we're going to need you again. And, and we did. And so that's, that's his football team. So that time's yours. Yeah, well, listen, when, when you're a good football team, um, every week ends up being the play. Every game, uh, you're going to get the team's best shot. This is a good football team that John has right here, a real good football team. And, um, and so we got, we got their best shot right there. And, um, and that's not going to be any different than next week and, and as the season finishes up here. So uh, we've got to be ready. And it doesn't matter if it's four days rest, two days, it doesn't matter where we play, anywhere else. So it's, we've got to be ready. That's head coach Andy Reid. Have the playoffs started? Is that what he is? Is that kind of where you guys are at? Have the playoffs started, or luckily not for the Chiefs because this team it's one of the best in the league, and there's no doubt about that. But there's still a couple of weeks that you need to get through. What is this new offense, and what is its identity without Kareem Hunt? It seems like they're still figuring it out. You need to get some of these players back. You got to see how Eric Berry is. You'd like to get Sammy back in the mix. There's still a lot to do in these next three weeks. So you're giving. You know, Andy Reid talks about how the Ravens are giving, you know, the Chiefs their best shot. The Chiefs have a chance to win a Super Bowl. It's time to get right over these next three weeks and then give that your best shot as a team. Yeah, there's still a lot of things that they've got to settle in here, and you're absolutely right. There's a lot of changes and there's a lot of adversity they've had to deal with recently. Um, they have some time now, though. They've positioned themselves to where they can get, you know, maybe use some of this time to try to figure some different things out as far as, you know, what they can do to, to help the defense, what they can do to help account for the losses of guys like, um, you know, like Kareem Hunt, like Sammy Watkins. So, um, you know, they're actually, I think, they can't take the foot off the gas because they're really, really well positioned to get a one seed, but they could really position themselves to be off in Week 17. More from head coach Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean, we've got to be on our A game. This is a good football team coming in here. So when you're in the month of December and you're still in, the, in contention, then uh, it becomes important. So, yeah, John, good seeing you. <clears throat> he he uh, hurt his hand. He hurt his foot. They, you know, I mean, it was a couple of. He got stepped on, and then he got his head hand in between two helmets. But he was okay. It was all said and done. <laughs> no, um, uh, that's what he told me. So I, I believed him, and he was in there and did a good job. So he, uh, yeah, he loves to play that, that little joker. Just how we designed it. Yeah, yeah. Same way with Kels when he threw back on that. So um, listen, you take. He had the one interception. Other than that, this was uh, I thought his best game, just for a lot of reasons. Uh, but he just he really did a nice job. This this defense was a huge huge challenge. These son of a guns were, were really good and have a really good package, and they unloaded it at him, and uh, and he kept he kept bringing it. And I'm proud of him for doing that. That's a you, you can get a little uh, defeated there. You get sacked how many ever or hit as many times he got hit, but he you know, he stayed right in there and kept kept firing. So proud of him for that. There's going to be some some pain, some guys in pain 
uh, after this one. I mean, Tyreek Hill is going to be sore tomorrow, and he's got three days to get ready physically for that one. Patrick Mahomes was on the ground a lot today. This reminded me a little bit of the Jaguars game and where Andy Reid after the game said, you're not going to push us around. You didn't have to say that after the day's game, but you saw it. It got chippy early, and the Chiefs kind of said, not only can we be flashy, you saw the no look, but we're a tough football team too. And even in this playoff football starts, you're not going to push us around, especially at Arrowhead Stadium. Yeah, this was this was a, another statement game for this team. And they needed a moment like this where they gutted out a close one because of the last two close games that they've really been, you know, put in a bad, you know, put in a situation where they need to win the game, they haven't pulled it off. So great win. Keep moving on. Huge, huge test just three days away. Coming up, more from Andy Reid here as they were talking about uh, the pressure from the Ravens and how they were able to deal with that and a very, very tough quarterback in Pat Mahomes. Yeah, they were dialing them up. Uh, so and we got them on a couple and they got us on a couple. Uh, and that's how zeros go. They've been doing that. We started the game with it last week. So they, uh, they're not hesitating to, to bring it. They made a, made a commitment about three weeks ago, four now, four games ago. Um, to change things up, and they did it with the quarterback. And defensively, they, they did it by pressure. And so we knew coming in that we were going to see some zero in all areas of the field, and we had to be ready for it. A couple answers go to Adam's question. You said, other than the interception, is messing Can you expand on that a little bit? Is it the resiliency that you mentioned or the other Yeah, I, I would tell you that, um, yeah, people would hang their head uh, after an interception like that or just being hit. He doesn't do that. He tries to fix a problem, which which is uh, unique. I mean, he just wants to get it fixed, and then I mean, he'll tell me dial it up again. And, you know, and this is after he gets hit uh, on the play, and, and uh, I'll take care of it. You know, one of those. So I, I, it's different. It's different that way, and you, you appreciate that. So he um, he's a unique kid. Well, I mentioned this game here. This was a big test for him. Yeah. So, and, and uh, the rest of the season is going to be a big test for him too. But the, this was a big test up to this point, and I like the way he handled it. You know, he didn't, like you said, he didn't hang his head. Uh, everything wasn't perfect, right? And um, and he stayed right in there in battle. So, yeah, I tell you, yes. Uh, he's probably, we're probably learning about each other. I mean, that's just the more you do this thing, the more you get to know about each other. Yeah, I think the kid's tremendous. So, I mean, I've, I've got the ultimate trust in him. And um, it was just a matter of getting things worked out. Um, and, and he did that. The snap was, you know, was down low on that one. And um, Justin did a good job. Uh, Dustin did a good job of picking that thing off the ground and and, uh, and getting it on the tee, on, on, on the ground. And was, back when I played, they had a tee. So, I mean, so um, getting it back in, in the spot and, uh, and then kicking a little bit more from Andy Reid. He was asked about uh, some very important fourth down conversions in this game where the Chiefs beat the Ravens. Yeah, so, um, well, the, he had a couple of them. So, uh, uh, both of them, one was a crossing route, and uh, he went opposite. Well, both of them were crossing routes, actually, just different type of crossing routes. Uh, so, he uh, ended up moving and coming back to, on Kels to the one, and, and then the one at Tyreek. Uh, Tyreek was the long part of kind of clearing it out and yeah, took advantage of that. So. Couple more guys. Andy, you already spoke about Tyreek a bit, but I do want to learn anything more about him on a day like this where clearly he easily could have come out of the game Yeah, yeah, so this kid never complains about anything. So, 
he and he practices hard every day. Um, he loves to play the game, and that's what that's what you got today. So he's banged up a little bit, and he worked his way through it. Came you know came back and made some big plays for us. But you love his attitude. Um, you know, he's he's a, another one that's unique. Is that the sort of thing that teammates really notice? Yeah, they love him. Yeah, they love him for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I should have mentioned Spencer. Yeah, Spencer did a nice job. Uh, hopefully he can bounce back from it, this tweaked hamstring and get himself back in. We didn't have him down the stretch there. So, uh, but, boy, did he run hard. And uh, it's great to see. I mean, that's a great story in itself, just him coming back and being able to play at the level that he's playing at. Right. Thank you. Okay, good, thank you. Head coach Andy Reid, 27-24, the final score of the Chiefs over the Ravens. Uh, yeah, I, I did notice that towards the end, Spencer Ware wasn't in that ball game and that tweaked hamstring. Who knows if that if he can't go Thursday, that's a real big blow to this football team. Well, I think people have wanted to see the rookie Daryl Williams in the mix. So even if it's the Williams and Williams connection with a little West appetizer on the side or for dessert, I think it's okay. And the Chiefs have played themselves, and with a little bit of luck across the league, now they have a little bit of a cushion. Even if the Chargers were to win this game because the Chiefs have won, they have the tiebreaker, and they are two games ahead, I believe, if I'm correct, over both the Patriots and the Texans. So, they're, I mean, they're really one game ahead of the Patriots because, you know... Of the tiebreaker uh, with them. Yeah, because if right. they tie, they have the same record, they're not going to be the one seed. However, that's it, you still have to get that first loss before it even comes into play, really, which is great for them. They are so well-positioned. Um, with everything right now. One game against the Raiders at home coming up, a big game on Thursday night. Normally the home team wins on Thursday nights. It's in, it's it's a big cheat code for home teams on Thursday night football. They cover, I think they've covered 14 of the last 15 games. What would you predict the spread's going to be for that game? I'd say it'll probably be Chiefs minus 5.5, something like that. That's about the number I had in my head when you asked 4.5, 5.5, somewhere in there. I think it'll be around 7.5. Really? Mm. Woo. By the way, Chargers battling right now with the uh, Cincinnati Bengals out in Los Angeles. Which is good. The Chiefs need that game to be a fourth quarter game. They want that game to stretch out as long as they can. Denver's down 20 to nothing right now. Uh, whoa. To San Francisco. Uh, by the way, the... Oakland's winning. Chargers up 17-12 at half in that ballgame. Oakland's beating the Oakland Steelers. Oakland is beating the Steelers right now 10-7. to Wow. Uh, Steelers are third and goal at the Oakland one-yard line. That just goes to show, and this is another point regarding the you know piss-poor effort last week that people wanted to say about against the Oakland Raiders or potentially losing to a 7-5 and five Baltimore Ravens team that came in today. Good teams lose to bad teams every Sunday in the NFL. Sure. No doubt. So even if you don't play a complete game, and even if you don't look fantastic for every second of the game, doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad win. You got the win. You're going to have wins like that, especially if you're a good team. To not play perfectly and to win each and every week are almost like the Chiefs. You got to like the, the team's chances in the playoffs. Well, you saw Andy Reid's energy after last week's game. He right. was very excited. I don't know if that was just because of all the emotion. I think a little bit been, of both. But still, right. I mean, he he relishes road victories against divisional opponents as he should you never take any win for granted the chiefs have 11 wins in the bank well positioned to end the season with 14 or 13 and the road going through arrowhead let's go to jason who's been on hold for a bit listening to us in denver what's up jason hey guys i got a couple things that i just wanted to kind of bring up real quick one you know a win's a win as you were saying nothing's perfect but um 
I, you know, they gutted this out. We played uh, the third and the half of the fourth quarter. We didn't play hot. They had our number, and Mahomes and company found a way to gut that out. Plus, uh, you know, we got the defensive stops when we needed it. So that was really impressive. Hopefully Ware, you know, is not uh, too injured because it really looked like he's beginning to, you know, get back into his own again. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, get those legs underneath him. I mean, no, he's not going to be Kareem, but... You know, like, if he can get back, if he could have gotten back to 2016 form, I'll take that. Uh, we'll have to see what happens, you know, moving forward. But I'm just impressed that these guys keep finding ways to win against teams that seem to have their number at time. They did. You know what? It's it's kind of like a revenge tour. Kind of like a revenge tour. They didn't get the, the win against the uh, the New England Patriots. That may still come in the postseason. But they're getting... They're 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 getting the uh, the teams like he said, they're they're beating teams that have had their number in the past. Kansas City has had this experience before in baseball with the Royals. Yeah. The Royals were bad for so long, and again, they're trying to figure it out now in this this next era. But to go from basically a tradition of losing to being a competitive team to suddenly being a championship caliber team, and then all of a sudden getting it done. It's almost the reincarnation of that experience this time with football for the city. I was literally thinking the exact same thing. And I'll I'll com- I'll add to that. Like with with the with the Chiefs like or with the Royals like it, they went 0 to 60. Like we went from the Royals went from barely being in the playoffs to making the playoffs to winning the di- division and then sweeping all the way into the World Series. They just went and skipped every possible step. They just they they made up for all that lost time with a miraculous kind of experience that first World Series and then wound up winning it the next year. I think like with Patrick Mahomes, like we're making up for 34 years of lost time. Like it just feels like everything that's happening, everything he's doing, everything he's doing for this team, winning all these games, he's just he's blowing past steps that you're normally supposed to be taking with rookie quarterbacks straight into a franchise quarterback, and it's ridiculous. And the difference in sports, as you're seeing with the Royals now, is it takes more than one player. In football, if you have the one player and that player is a quarterback. I don't care who's around him. You're going to see different players around Patrick Mahomes for the next 10, 15 years of his career. Mm -hmm. You're always going to be in contention for the postseason and to make a run because any team can make a run as long as you make the dance. You've seen that this year. He he went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady with half of his roster hurt in New England, in Foxborough, should have won that game. He did it again today without... You know, Hunt and without, you know, uh, a healthy Tyreek Hill, without Sammy Watkins. I mean, what they're doing and what he's doing, like he's dragging this team through. Yeah, he's got talent on this field, but he is dragging this team through rough stretches that they would have lost multiple games last year. Let's get Lauren up in Sarasota, Florida. What's up, Lauren? Hey, how's it going down here in Sarasota? uh, Really happy about this win. It was a very uh, fun game to watch. You know, it's kind of sad that I don't get to be around the Chiefs kingdom. I just go watch it in my house. Uh, but, you know, I just really wanted to point out that, you know, this team has come a long way, you know, even from last year. And you really compare it to other teams like down here, I'm in Bucks country, and you just see all the drama going on down here. And then you just watch kind of some of the people call in, because I listen to every week on the podcast, and you just listen to people uh, eat Bob Sutton alive. And numerous times this season, our defenses came in the clutch, even though we're a bend but don't break defense. And just you got to think about it, in 2012, we weren't the best. So we got to keep ourselves humble and just think about be appreciative of what we have. Right. Thank you for your phone call, man. Enjoy the uh, the warm weather down in Sarasota. Coming up, we're gonna take a quick break. But after the break, you're gonna hear from D Ford. You're gonna hear from Travis Kelsey. You're gonna hear from Spencer Ware. You're going to hear from Justin Houston. 
and a very interesting conversation with Clark Hunt spoke today after the game, and he spoke about Kareem Hunt. We'll get to that next. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. Duke. Show and burn. Weekdays at 10 on 610 Sports Radio. It is the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show with ArrowheadPride.com Editor-in-Chief Pete Sweeney. Also from ArrowheadPride.com, Ken Swanson. I'm Mike Wickett. Uh, we're going to go inside the locker room a lot between now and the time we get out of here, which is eh, about 40 minutes or so. We begin by hearing from some of your favorite Chiefs after a 27-24 win over the Baltimore Ravens. D Ford afterwards was excited that this team clinched the playoffs. We got to keep rushing. You never know when the opportunity is going to present itself. Game's on the line. That's what we want to be able to do. You pl- clinch a playoff spot. How good does that feel? Great, great. We got to keep this thing rolling. Thank you so much. Art, back to you. I know you've seen a few of those throws from the home this year, but on 4th and 9 in that moment, um, just what was your reaction when you saw the play? Phenomenal. It's the same as, as what you all have seen. It's, it's just amazing to watch. Just from the perspective of the rushing attack, how difficult was it? Uh, like that, what the Ravens do in the running game, especially with Lamar. That offense is going to be a problem. It really is. He's a, he's a great athlete, but he knows how, how to execute the offense. You really have to be on one page as a defense. If you don't, they'll gas you. An overtime win is tough. It's the first one this year for you guys. As a defense, what is your mentality going into an overtime like that? Oh, um, you just. This is what we train for. This is the opportunities uh, that we want, you know, as football players. And, you know, it's just a great environment to be in. It's, it's fun to play. Did you guys kind of seem like the inexperience in Lamar towards the end was kind of like you guys were feeding off that? You seemed to get more pressure to him. You seemed to kind of not be as effective with his legs in that overtime period. Yeah, uh, I really – the game is going so fast we can't really – I can't really look at that part. You just got to go. Uh, but that's what we want to be able to do. I think that uh, pressure would affect any quarterback once you get to him. So I'm glad we was able to get out to the quarterback. How this one feel? Felt great. This was probably the toughest game of the year, obviously, with the overtime. That's the toughest game. It, it feels great. What does it mean, Dee, that, that you guys had tough games in New England, L.A., and you mm-hmm. win this type of game today? Huge. Huge. And we we said these things after those losses. Same thing. I mean, we hit this opportunity uh, today, and we was able to capitalize. There's D. Ford from your Kansas City Chiefs after the win. Monster game, monster year. Guy who was dominant on the offensive side of the football uh, was tight end Travis Kelsey, and he he talked after the game about getting a W in a physical fight like this game was. I mean, that's a that's a hard fought win right there in the uh, National Football League. Um, a big win uh, for the AFC. Uh, I know going forward that would uh, that would have made things a little bit more uh, tougher to get a home field advantage back here at Arrowhead, which was amazing today. I mean, they really brought it there at the end. I think they uh, they made a huge difference for us. Was it as physical a game as it looked? Without a doubt, uh, I mean that's a physical team. Uh, Baltimore year in year out, they're gonna they're gonna bring it. So I think um, our O line, D line, matched the intensity um, all four quarters and plus into the into overtime and it was just uh it was a fun win what kind of test did you pass today um closing late games um four minutes left we're down i believe seven fourth down finding a way to not only um put seven on the board 
but uh, you get a strip sack late. I mean, it's just uh, this team just keeps fighting. I think that's a testament to each other. To you know what I mean? It's um, it's it's endless. Do you feel like you needed to prove that at all to yourselves? Um, I feel like every single week you need to prove everything all over again because uh, this this league it's um it's fragile. So I mean, what you do one week uh, means absolutely nothing the next. Travis, yeah. talk about the resiliency. I mean. Get the, get the big defensive stop after you guys put the touchdown. Unfortunately, this field goal over time. You guys are still able to pull it out and everything. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's just a lot of hard work. I mean, uh, uh, Coach Reed challenges the entire football staff uh, to finish games. I mean, that's kind of been uh, something that we haven't been great at in, in years past. Um, and this year, it's just a... Uh, it's, it's a work in progress, but we've uh, we've been able to finish a lot of games uh, and, uh, and end up on the right side of the window. And to dial it up again, Travis here on the short week, another physical matchup upcoming. Kind of what does the next few days, few hours look like for you? Um, not quite sure. I know we'll be in the building uh, tomorrow at some point. Um, we have a, um, a really a very good, very good football team coming in here. Uh, we know them real well, and it's uh, it's, it's going to be a battle. We're going to need Arrowhead to. So be rocking just like it was tonight. Uh, Travis, uh, Patrick made some pretty impressive throws today. In the first half, he looked like he wasn't even looking. Just as an offensive player, what's going through your mind when you see that? I mean, Patrick makes unbelievable throws every game. You know, it's just the, the kind of player he is. Um, you're never you're never dead on any play as a wide receiver or as a, as a, as a tight end or running back uh, in the routes. And then at, uh, at the end of the day, I mean, um, you always have a chance. That's what 15 gives you. Travis, after your touchdown, you kind of came back, spiked the ball. Was that kind of like a message being sent to 99 about don't hit my quarterback because we're still going to roll? Or is that kind of like a comment on that? What happened on the field, it was uh, I let the, the emotions get a, get ahead of me, um, and uh, I shouldn't have done it. Travis, a bit of a personal account. I think the first Chiefs tight end to have 80 catches in the years and 1,000 yards. What does that mean for you? Tony Gonzalez playing here and other great tight ends. Um, honestly, it means absolutely nothing. I, uh, this is a team game, so when you so when you recognize individual stats, uh, most of the time, um, it doesn't really show how great of a relationship I've been able to have with uh, everyone on this team. Um, I think it uh, it kind of hides the fact that you know I'm I'm not the only one out there making plays, and it's uh, for every for me to have the success that I've had here. Um, I'm, I need every single one of these guys in this locker room to play like they've been playing. Thanks, Travis. It's tight end Travis Kelsey. Want to remind you, you're listening to KCSP Kansas City, KRBZ HD2 Kansas City. Big things about Kelsey's words right there. It stuck out to me. One, turning the page quickly. I think that's something you forget. A lot of these games that are just Sunday and you focus on the next Sunday, you have a little bit of time to have a breather, go get some leisure activity in, uh, take a break. No breaks here. I mean, you're four days away from the biggest game of the season. And number two, finishing. Finishing, finishing, finishing. Andy Reid and John Dorsey, Clark Hunt, they turned the page in 2013 and made this franchise a way better football team, and they've been competitive every year. They've been now, they clinched today. They've made the playoffs five of six seasons. The thing that has been their Achilles heel, if you're Superman, the kryptonite, is finishing big games. This was a game that in the Alex Smith years, and Alex Smith did a lot of good here, they lose this football game, and I felt like last week was similar to that. They're winning games maybe in situations before that they shouldn't have, and, and they're they're getting it done, and that is a big change in 2018. You saw it from both sides of the football today, which was critical to this team. You know, last last couple time last couple losses this year. You know, you had you know the offense stepped up and scored a big touchdown too fast against the Patriots. Patriots come back down and win the game. 
the week uh, against the Rams, defense stops them twice, offense comes up short. This week, they all did their job. They closed this thing out as a team. They showed a ton of toughness and have faced a ton of adversity, fought through injuries, and they're 11-2 and in the driver's seat, well-positioned for the one seed. Even with the loss of Kareem Hunt and Spencer Ware coming in, had well over 100 yards on 20 touches for this football team. And afterwards, he spoke in the locker room about a team and their mentality kind of feeling like it's already the postseason. Spencer, to know that the Patriots lose, the Texans lose today, just how big was it to get this W, knowing that as well? Um, it was a big W for us. You know, like we, like I said, we want to focus on us. Uh, we control our own destiny. We can't uh, let anything else that goes on outside of here um, affect us in this locker room. Does it feel like the playoffs started for you all today? Uh, yeah, playoffs been started in our mind. Playoff mentality, playoff atmospheres. Um, this is the time to get it going. Spencer, a lot of people look at your, your offense and where you guys score all the points, but this was kind of an old-school kind of knockdown, drag-out type football game. How good was it to show that you guys could could really grind through and play kind of like a gutter football game? Uh, it was good. Top? I mean, like I said, uh, the players in this, the, the men in this locker room, how we come together, the brotherhood, uh, we definitely showed that out there today. Uh, we're just never giving up. So, like I said, proud of my teammates, uh, proud of our coaches, um, believing in us, for them keeping their composure, and um, – say on to the next you got injured in the uh, first half and you bounced back what, what exactly happened right there uh, fell on the shoulder uh, so it was all good so that play was the second of two pretty impressive throws by Pat yes. to DeMarcus. just as an offensive player what do you see right. when he's making throws like that just keep working he, he, he's, it's a chance that he may find you so just keep working keep working for him he's going to keep working for you so like I said uh, we all here for each other I got a feeling that injury to the shoulder was just more than a, he kind of he kind of clammed up there. He said, "What shoulder?" You ever see Willie Willy Wonka, Mike? No. Well, in Willy Wonka, no, there's I've five never seen it. there's five golden tickets, and it isn't the best of circumstances. But with this Kareem Hunt release, Spencer Ware has a golden ticket to make a lot of money. He's due to become an unrestricted free agent. He's going to play through some pain at this point. I, you know, he's gotten an opportunity here towards the end of the stretch if he performs well during the last three games in the playoffs. You know, he'll he'll find a job somewhere, and he's going to have to be paid for it. So I, I look at him, and I, I'm saying he'll go through adversity. And I don't get me wrong. I think he wants to play for this team, but it's, it is a contract year for him as well. I know that people really liked Kareem Hunt. I don't think it's as gigantic a drop-off considering everything Ware can do. And we saw it. I mean, he had 20 touch First week as the guy getting the ones, he had 20 touches, trucked some guys well over 100 yards. It's a game plan thing. They're just not compared. They're not similar backs. Like, they just do different things. And to me, no one in the NFL, I always said this about Kareem Hunt when he was here, no one really could touch his elusiveness. I just think he had that special trait. Ware is serviceable. And he's a good, and he's an, I think he's an above average player. Hunt was elite. But it's not to say that you can't go as far, just as far as you did with Hunt with Reed's mind and how he uses players with where. And you can still cobble together some of the value that that Kareem Hunt provides. They're not going to get 100% of what Kareem was, but they're going to be able to get 85% by this by this um, you know running back by committee. There's still a lot of talent on this field. I thought Damian Williams did a couple good things today. I thought, obviously, Spencer Ware did some good things. Darrell Williams getting his first catch, first touch of his NFL career. Uh, there's there's plenty of talent on that side of, or in the running back position too. In the AFC playoff picture, just a quick note here: the Steelers are beating the Raiders fourteen to ten, but Ben Roethlisberger's out of the game after taking a big hit at the end of the first half. Josh Whoa. Dobbs in for him, so that's going to be harder for the Steelers to win that game against the Raiders without Ben. Again, anything can happen in the NFL. You don't want to see injury happen, but that's a game that the Steelers should win handily. And now 
Who knows? That's surprise. Big Ben doesn't come out unless it's a monster hit either. So that's pretty surprising uh, to hear about Roethlisberger. Other quick update before we get to more sound. Chargers up 20-12 to 12 on the Bengals. That's in the third quarter. So still a chance for the Bengals to win that game. All right, let's get right back to the locker room and hear from more of your Kansas City Chiefs, including Justin Houston. Big play late. Gave the team an opportunity to win. Butker wound up missing it, but Houston and the rest of the defense stepped up big today. Adversity, and Chris Jones talked a lot about adversity, and this defense really stepped up when it counted today. What was going through your mind in that overtime? Uh, we just needed to stop. Uh, I think our defense did a good job. Uh, but we put ourselves in a bad situation. We got to limit those mistakes. Uh, that was a great offense we played. It was They had a great scheme, and it showed everybody had a job to do on defense, and it showed when everybody wasn't doing their job. Or if one person was off there, capitalized on our mistakes, and they did that. And Baltimore got a great defense as well, so that was a definitely a playoff game to me. I'm glad we get to see what we need to work on and correct our mistakes fast because we played Thursday night. What is it that you guys do need to work on um, based off what you saw out I got to watch film. I don't know what I saw out there. It's, it's, it's tough. What you, you think you see something, but you really don't see what you thought you see until you watch film and get a better view and better aspect. On the strip set, Chris Jones said that you had a sense that the the guard was maybe going to let you go by him. Look like you went unblocked. What, what, did, what happened on that? I had a sense the tackle was going to let me go by. He got in his stance and from studying film, once he kicked, he kicked, he always kicked wide. So I know once he kicked wide, he wouldn't have a chance to recover and he would have to take down. So I tightened my stance down and I came free. Justin, did you have a chance to look in Lamar's eyes just in terms of how he was handling the moment? A bit, I mean, we just talked to Lamar in the press. It was a big moment and you were able to kind of, you know, read that and get him down. I, I don't think so. I just knew we got to make it. We had to make a play. I have, number 74, he walked up to me on the sideline. He, he called me out. He said, you show energy all week long. I need it now. I need it now. You're the leader of this defense. I need it now. So he's challenged me, and I just want to be that guy that the team can lean on in the time of need. Yes. Justin, you said this game had a kind of a playoff feel. Do you anticipate the rest of these games down the stretch to have a similar feel? I definitely do. Uh, the Chargers, they are definitely in the playoffs. The Seahawks, those uh, those guys playing well. So the next couple of games will definitely test us as a whole, and we get to see where we are. When Patrick makes that play to Tyree across the field for 40 yards or whatever it was, how does that like make you get going for the next to get that strip set and keep kind of moving like the momentum wise when you see plays like that happen? The confidence I got in that kid is unbelievable because uh, I know he's going to make a play just a matter of when he's going to make a play. Both of those guys, Tyreek and Pat. So you can just sit back and watch. Just know one of them going to make a play when the time, is, when the time comes that one of them going to make a play. So it's not. I'm not surprised by it at all. I'm just happy that play was made. And I thank him for making that play because they put us in a good position. Well, just, does, does the game get slightly easier when you know they have to pass the ball late? In the fourth quarter, early, when they get their possession in overtime, knowing that they've got to deal with the clock in, deal with the down distance. To me, that get more challenging because uh, just constantly rushing them past it, it, it takes a lot of heart because you can quit any time because that definitely gets you tired. So it shows what kind of heart you got because you can you can fold and stop rushing the quarterback at any time and let them just throw the ball how they want to. I know it's great when you get like a strip sack towards the end of a game, but like you were saying earlier, you watched the video and you you done your homework on that. What's it feel when you actually do your homework and it works out and it pays off like that in a game in that scenario? It feels good, uh, especially to help us, our team to get a victory. So I just pray that we all continue to work and continue to get better. How taxing is a game like this heading into a uh, short week? It's very, it's very taxing, but we knew before the game started that it was going to be that type of game. So we knew we were going to be in a dog fight. So it's just a mindset. You have your mind ready for that type of battle. 
you can hear Dusty Likens work in the locker room doing a good job for us today. <laughs> Man, you you guys are, are are global down there. By the way, I love it. What was it like to have a game plan and execute it? It felt great. Now we have to work on stuff and get better. Like, just revealing stuff there at the end. If you notice, too, we played Patrick Mahomes a little bit before. He's starting to just regurgitate readisms. Like, he, he, he just said... <laughs> Yeah, and then we just roll. That's like such an Andy Reidism. That 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 perpetuates across the entire team. I hear teams or players on this team say, "Let's roll all the time," and I'm just like, "That's just Andy." Well, yeah, we get we we learn up and we roll. Let's roll. Uh, a lot of people on the text line are wondering, "Are you going to get to Clark Hunt?" Let's hear from owner Clark Hunt. He he actually spoke to the media. This is the first time we've heard from Clark Hunt since the whole Kareem Hunt situation has happened. And let's hear from. Clark Hunt here on 610 Sports Radio. Okay, first of all, I want to congratulate the team, Coach Reed and his staff, on a very hard-fought win today against a very good Baltimore Ravens football team. Uh, also want to congratulate the team on qualifying for the playoffs. Uh, tremendous achievement for Coach Reed. Uh, five out of six years with the Chiefs that we've made the playoffs. Five out of six. Is it becoming uh, old? Is it still a thrill to make the playoffs? It, it sure is still a thrill, and uh, I'm not sure if this is the earliest that we've qualified in, in the season, but uh, record of 11-2 um, is very impressive. Uh, obviously, we still have a lot to play for uh, in the coming weeks as we, we try to improve our seating in the playoffs. Uh, so it's a great first step, but it's just that it's a first step. Do you have more confidence in this team this year than you've had in other teams going forward in the playoffs? Well, I, I think certainly the productivity of the offense uh, gives us a chance to win games like we did today, even when we're playing a very good team like the Ravens who are uh, great on defense, and they were giving us uh, a very tough time with their offense as well. But uh, with Patrick uh, as the signal caller, I think you have a chance to win any game. What does that look like for you as the owner to see him, you know, out there just making plays, makes a throw across his body on, on fourth and nine and converts it. Does it take you back to, to why you guys fell in love with him during the draft process? Well, I think he's shown to be even more than we thought he would be during the draft process. We knew he had the ability to make those plays. Uh, what we didn't expect uh, that was that he would learn the offense as quickly as he has, uh, learn how to read defenses, uh, be able to operate Coach Reed's offense, which is very complicated. Uh, so I, I think really in so many ways he's exceeded our expectations. And when you have a guy like Patrick under center, you, you, as I said, you have a chance to win every game. Assessment: How can, how would you explain the impact that Patrick has had not only on the team, the community, just ever since he's become the starter? What it's been like for you to watch his impact overall? Well, first of all, all the games are unbelievably excited, uh, exciting. You you don't know what he's going to do each week. That that you go, wow, I can't believe how he did that. And again, he did it today on fourth and nine with the, with the conversion there at the end of the game and took us down and got got the touchdown. Uh, so that we could go to overtime. So, uh, but beyond that, I think it's really the person he is. Um, he has emerged as one of the key leaders of the team, which is very hard for a 23-year-old player in his first year as a starter, but the guys really gravitate to him. I think it, it says a lot about his character. And then he's done a great job representing the, the team in the community. Uh, I don't run into anybody, either here in Kansas City or somewhere else, who doesn't say, wow, that young man seems like he's really special. Is it the first time we've seen you since 
was the Kareem Hunt stuff came to light. I wonder if you could tell us if it was your decision and what statement you guys were trying to make by the decision you did make. Yeah, well, it was a collective decision. Uh, everybody was on board with it. Um, I don't think we were necessarily trying to make a statement. We just felt that the best thing for the Kansas City Chiefs uh, moving forward was for us to part ways with, with Kareem. Uh, we were obviously shocked by the video, I think, like anybody who saw it. Um, and uh, we'd had some issues with Kareem not being truthful about what had happened that night. Um, and uh, we just really felt for everybody's best interest, we needed to head in a different direction. Would you, you all know about the January uh, incident? Sorry, but let's no, go right here. Did you all know about the January incident uh, in the Fire and Light District at Mosaic? We did know about that, yes. We, we were familiar with all three of the incidents that he had had in the offseason. Uh, they'd all been reported uh, to the NFL, and the NFL was investigating them. With the things that have happened with Kareem, does that change the way that you guys will vet players going forward or the way that you investigate incidents when they happen in the future with, with players? Well, I, I think it's always smart to try to get better at everything that you're doing. Um, our scouting staff does a really good job of vetting players. Um, and, and part of that analysis is their character. Um, obviously, it's very hard to learn everything about somebody. Uh, sometimes you have somebody uh, who in, in college didn't have any incidents and they, they get to the pro level and with the fame and fortune and so forth that, that comes with the position, um, they do something you don't expect. So we're certainly going to try to get better, but I don't think you can ever be perfect in that regard. Were there any red flags with Kareem during that vetting process? Did anything come up? Uh, no. Um, I, our staff felt felt comfortable with taking him. Otherwise, we would not have selected him. What do you, what do you hope, hope that your players learn from, from what they saw, what happened with Kareem? And, and is this going to be the standard going further with current players as well? Well, uh, when anybody comes to the, the Chiefs organization, uh, part of what we expect from them is that they're going to be good citizens uh, in, in the city. Uh, we want them to give back, uh, but really a first step for a young player is learning how to conduct themselves, not only on the field, but, but off the field. And I, I really think you know, that, that's the message, uh, not only for our players, but really uh, for the entire league. Right, we're going to go Sam, Adam, and then Nate. What improvements or changes in the league protocol of how the league handles these things would you like to see? Um, I, I'm not sure I'm at a point right now where, where I can say, you know, there was a breakdown and, and specifically what that breakdown was. Uh, the league has spent a lot of time uh, and resources trying to, to build a department that can handle these type of situations. Uh, obviously, it's imperfect. I'm not sure you can ever uh, reach perfection. There are limitations on the type of information uh, that the league security people are, are able to get, and I'm not sure that we, we can change that. Adam? Uh, Clark, as you know, the Chiefs have lost, I think it was 11 of the last 12 playoff games. What tells you that this year is going to be different, if anything? Well, uh, every season's different, uh, right? Um, and I, I remember back to when we were playing the, the Texans and uh, we, we had a, a bad streak in terms of losing playoff games going into that, that game a few years ago, and, and we came out on top. Um, I don't know if there's anything specifically that says it's going to be, be different, but uh, you know, whoever the opponent is, wherever the game is, uh, it's going to take the team's best effort. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I think having Patrick as our quarterback uh, will give us a chance to win that game even if things don't go perfectly for us, uh, much like today's game.
Clark, what, is your, what was your message to Kareem when you last spoke to him, and what do you hope is next for his future? Uh, well, I think the most important thing for Kareem is that he gets some counseling that can help him with his issues. And I, I heard today there was a, a report that he was going to do that. And certainly, you know, we wish the best for Kareem in the future. Um, you know, I hope at some point he's able to come back uh, to the National Football League. I'm not sure when that'll be. Um, um, but, uh, you know, our, our message to him was, um, even though we're having to part ways with you today, we're still supportive of you. And if you, if you need us uh, to get you some help off the field, we're willing to do that. Last one. Uh, Clark, there's still work to do, but what would just hosting playoff games here at Arrowhead mean to you and the organization? Uh, well, it, it's always great for the fans. And we have the, the most fan, fantastic fan base in the world. And I think today was a great example of that. Uh, it was pretty cold out there, but the stadium was full. Uh, definitely played a role in helping us get a W today. Would love to be able to reward our fans, uh, not only with one home playoff game, but hopefully hopefully a second one as well uh, for the AFC Championship game. And I, I know our fans will have a big part in helping us win it. All right, thank you. That was uh, owner Clark Hunt, 576-7798. If you want to react to that, anything you heard, 576-7610 is the phone number. Again, 576-7610. You can text in to 69306. Your reaction to what you heard right there, specifically the Kareem Hunt stuff. Took a while for Clark to get to it, but he got there. Yeah, and I I don't want to go deep on this just because I, I think a lot of the city, from what I've seen, has moved on from it. But I, I commend Clark for actually answering the questions. Unlike others? We have seen all week the Chiefs just try to avoid this issue where Clark, at least in his role and as he should be, is in a position where he needs to answer these questions with actual answers. And for the most part, he did it. And 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 I, I think as a fan base and as a media member, you appreciate that. And like I said, this is a great season. I don't want to kill Andy Reid and so on and so forth. But that that... It was a long time coming. It probably should have happened last week. What was your reaction when you heard him say that they did know about all three incidents? That the, I mean, did, did did you take that as they knew about January, in January? They, they knew, knew all about, three. They knew when, but when each one happened. Yeah, and you know what? It was honest. It, it didn't see. It didn't come off as shady, and that's been out there now through reports that they knew about all three incidents. And like I said, I mean, you, you could, Clark could have said. We're going to point back to our statement like Reed did and not answer any of these questions. And he took it what seemed like from the sound every question. So what mm-hmm. more could you ask for there? Hey, props to him for answering the questions. Right. I, I give him a lot of credit because Andy Reed won't answer anything about it. I know Eric Bieniemy came out this week and said, look, I'm not answering. I'm not talking about Kareem Hunt. I think the way they set it up for Reed is Reed go coach the football team. Mm-hmm. That being said, in this particular situation, I'm glad it finally came out, but someone should have said something a lot sooner than than this or answered questions a lot sooner than this. Again, it's good that they finally got to that point. Totally agree. All right, 576-7610 is the phone number. 69306. Coming up, we'll hear from Tyreek Hill. What was it like to play on basically one foot? Plus, we'll get to our final call. We got last call coming your way. Uh, more of your phone calls. We'll wrap it up. Got about 15 minutes left or so right here on the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. The 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Big-time players make big-time plays. 610 Sports Radio. It's important to buckle up your kids. I know. Sometimes car seats can be complicated. I know. And if your child's in the wrong seat and you get into a crash. I know. It could lead to a serious injury. I know. So you're 100% sure you have the right car seat for your child's age and size? I don't know. 
Don't think you know. Know you know. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Make sure you have the right car seat. Visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. At 7th Street Casino, new Lucky 7 Club members get 10 bucks in free slot play. Just grab your phone and text PLAY to 313313. For the best payouts in the city, 7th Street Casino. It's where it's at. Clear the road. We have supplies inbound. Are you a problem solver? The Air National Guard never shies from tomorrow's problems. We run to them. Ready for world-class military training and global missions? Help us design the blueprint for a better future. Serve close to home and build the life you want with the Air National Guard. Visit us at goang.com slash now or call us at 1-800-T-O-G-O-A-N-G. What if I told you there was a website that was a one-stop shop for all of your Kansas City Chiefs news? What if I told you that site provided headlines, two-minute updates, film reviews, hot takes, Chiefs videos, and more? What if I told you there was no Chiefs website on the planet that updated their site more often? All Chiefs all the time. Arrowheadpride.com. Fourth and three. Here they come. Mahomes unloads. That was the end of the long drive, and I'll tell you what, from my timeline when the Baltimore Ravens scored to that point was very, very different because it was whelp, it was fire Sutton, it was all this trash, and then Mahomes drags him down the field and gets him back in the end zone. I mean, that was awesome. Fourth and nine, and then they face fourth down again. This game was over twice. Right. And yeah. Pat Mahomes came through. Grabbed it from death, really. It's it's almost like the equivalent of like taking defibrillator. defibrillator? Is that how I pronounce it? That's that? close enough. And shocking the team. Clear. Right back into the game twice. Yeah, it, it really was. Five seven six seven six ten. Let's get to our last call uh, because we're going to hear from Tyreek Hill in just a second. Last call brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirits, and it's Crazy Ray. So who knows where this is going to go? What's oh, no. up, Ray? Hey, long time to see. That was a wonderful win. I think Patrick Mahomes is somebody special. But why can't defense and someone t- tackle someone for the assign someone to the quarterback at all times and protect our quarterback? Because if he, he get the way he gets the way he runs a field and he holds the ball, you know they're gonna mess him up. But if it's someone on the other team can always get to the quarterback like Justin Houston, Chris Jones, somebody needs to always assign someone to the quarterback. You know, T. Ford, somebody like that. that is always continue being better as a as a defense performance or intercepting the ball, you know, more than one play. You know, those guys were always coming after our quarterback. Why can't we do that on the other team? Well, they do get after the quarterback. This is not a defense that's going to spy much. Kent? Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't really have a ton to add to that, um, honestly. Sorry. I. <laughs> that's why he's your lead film analyst I, right there, I, Pete. I, I that mean, breakdown. Full of thoughts. I know. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. No, because look, they have guys that get after the quarterback. The Chris Jones, ten, nine sacks in a row, nine games with a sack. Ten, this ten. is a unique quarterback, too. I mean, right. it's just a unique. I don't even know if right. when Flacco's healthy, he's still the starter. I'm interested in seeing what they do from afar. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't imagine that you could win a championship with Lamar Jackson. Not this year. Not this year. Maybe in the I, future. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if error ever. Uh, let's go back to the Chiefs locker room. And thank you for the phone call, Crazy Ray. Appreciate it, man. And, of course, last call is brought to you by Lucas Wine and Spirits Superstore with their newest location now open just west of Liberty at 152 in Flintlock next to Best Buy. 
Tyreek Hill, monster game today for your Kansas City Chiefs. He wound up with eight catches, a buck 39, a lot of it on one foot. Spoke to the media afterwards. Uh, I'm just making a play for the team, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Pat, you know what I'm saying? He not only trusts me, but he trusts, you know what I'm saying, everybody he's throwing the ball to. So this time I was on the, um, the um, receiving end to make a play for him. Did you see much of what Pat had done before? Yes, the ball I was looking. I was looking. It? I was looking the whole time, you know. He had and went this way, turned around, and he had seen me screeching out in the middle. So just lobbed it up for me, and I was able to make a play. Ty, the third and 19 in the first half, do you recall that play? You got hit from behind and it bounced you back, but then you circled around for the for the first down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I was just making a play, man, for the team. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be, I'm going to make a play. You guys have made a lot of spectacular plays like that. Uh-huh. Do they seem routine to you now, like the, the fourth down catch? I mean, does that seem routine to you now? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I kind of feel like we'd be practicing that sometime low-key, but you know what I'm saying? That's not the question, but... What, what about Patrick's leadership allowed you guys to make that game-time drive and obviously win it in overtime? I mean, Pat, I mean, he's a... I mean, obviously, he's a tremendous player, but I mean, I feel like people don't give him the credit, you know what I'm saying, for like um, his um, leadership role. He stepped in big this year, you know what I'm saying? I mean, everybody know Alex was our guy last year, but Pat, he has done a tremendous job in stepping in, I mean, taking, you know what I'm saying, the throne and doing his thing. So I can't do nothing but applaud my guy for that. What is it that you see that you see in practice that makes you think, hey, we've maybe gone through this a time or two before? What do you mean? Well, I think you just brought up that you said because you guys have been playing together for a long enough time, you might right. notice something that makes you think that you can do this in this situation. I mean, that's why we go through training camp and OTAs, you know what I'm saying, for like moments like this, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Coach Reed, he put us in like these same exact moments during training camp against our own defense, you know what I'm saying? And like, it gets us, I mean, it gets us ready, so. What, what, would, you, guys, what would you in your mind with Patrick on Coxon? You, you know he's looking at you and throwing it to you. I got to make a play. It's fourth down, baby. You know what I'm saying? If I don't make this play, we lose. Ty, with, with your heel, with, with your hands, I know you said you weren't going to come out of the game. Can you right. describe how close you were? You got to go in the locker room for treatment. Right. What, what was going on there, and how did you make yourself get back in? I mean, it just, to me, you know what I'm saying, I was always taught, you know what I'm saying? My mom always taught me not to be soft, you know what I'm saying? No matter no matter the um, circumstances, you know what I'm saying? These are my brothers, you know what I'm saying? I know they'll do the same thing for me, you know what I'm saying? If one of them. If, um, if Chris was hurt, he'll do the same thing. D-Rob, you know what I'm saying? They'll all do the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So, I know he didn't get into the end. That's Tyreek Hill. I right. know he didn't get into the end zone. But this was as big a game as Tyreek Hill is going to play all year, simply from a leadership standpoint. Gritty. I mean, a lot of people call this guy undersized, skinny. He is tough as nails. And he showed it today. They're already stretched thin. And if the, he doesn't go, then you've got... Tyreek Hill, or you've got Chris Conley and Demarcus Robinson and Garrick Dieter trying to catch passes around Travis Kelsey. And maybe Calvin Benjamin. And you know what? The fourth and nine, the stones on Mahomes and Hill, unreal to throw the ball downfield in that situation, have the confidence. I mean, you needed nine yards, you got 80. Fourth and nine. They're chasing after him. Mahomes in trouble, flings it across his body. I, mean, I, got my, I got goosebumps. My nipples are... are <laughs> oh, hey, this show is ending. Now, because of that, we have to end the show because of the nipple comment. Wow. <laughs> uh, CBS on the play-by-play. I mean, he had a couple of big, huge plays today. I mean, he really did. There was the play on the third and 19 where he took a shot, landed, took a half a second, 
and then turned it back upfield, dove for a first down. That one was huge. So many times he was the guy that bailed you out when Patrick Mahomes scrambled and desperately needed to make a play. He does so much for this team. I mean, both as a receiver, as a punt returner, gives a, gives the Chiefs field position every time he's back there in the punt return. When Kelsey and, and Watkins are in the game, he can, can serve as a decoy and help open things up for them. So important to this team. If, if you're thinking about Mahomes, I mean, it's probably Kelsey and then Hill. We got uh, less than two minutes here, guys. What uh, what did you learn today? Because we got a quick turnaround. We'll talk about San Diego for a second here. Or San Diego, the Chargers for a second here. All day. What, uh, all day I've been doing that. <laughs> uh, what did you learn today, Pete? The Chiefs can win any type of football game, including one that is a defensive struggle and one against a really strong team. And they've set themselves up now for a golden position. Even if the Chargers win today, which they should, if you win on Thursday night, you're setting yourself up for a week off before a first-round buy of home field advantage because you'll be two games ahead of the rest of the AFC as long as you take care of the Seahawks. So that'll be two weeks off before you have to really play for this championship, and, and any team can use two weeks, especially at the end of the season. What did you learn today, Kent? This team has a lot of fight in them, and they are capable of you know, gutting out wins even when everything's perfect. Both sides of the football able to play complimentary football needed them both to close out a game, and both sides of the football did it. It was great to see. Monster win, 27-24. Happy birthday, Big Saint. Who? Guy's been on the text line asking for a birthday wish. Oh, shout out. Happy birthday, Big Saint. What's up? Only um, took you guys six hours. Was that six hours ago? Yeah, he was texting that all for the last six hours. Oh, well. You're welcome. Great job producing this program, Chris, and letting us know what the listeners <laughs> want. Uh, thanks you guys to have the text line. Allie Trost. Thanks to Steven Serta. Thanks to Dusty. All of our guys down at Arrowhead. Thanks to our producer, Chris. For Pete and Kent, I'm Mike Wickett. Have a great rest of your week after a big Chiefs win today. This has been the 7th Street Casino Arrowhead Pride Post Game Show on 610 Sports Radio. Coverage continues with articles, pictures, video, and interviews on arrowheadpride.com and 610sports.com.